This is Women Authors of Achievement podcast, episode 71 with guest Nina Trippel. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Daria Sovorova, and welcome to today's episode. Nina Trippel is the founder of CC Berlin Media Platform and CC Creative, interdisciplinary agency with a focus on content and design. Alongside her co-founder Sven, Nina launched CC Berlin Newsletter back in 2011 just as a side fund project that has since become the go-to resource for locals and visitors alike interested in exploring Berlin's cultural scene. In this episode, Nina shares the early days of CC Berlin, how to build up a strong founder relationship, as well as the challenges and the successes of the brand. We speak about the developments in Berlin cultural scene over the past decade and what impact CC Berlin is making in the way people experience and engage with culture in this city. This episode offers an insightful look into the world of entrepreneurship, creativity and community building, so enjoy listening to it. Nina, warm welcome to the studio. For me, this is a long-awaited interview, which I was really looking forward to. As you know, I'm a big fan and reader of CC Berlin Newsletter and the work you're doing at the agency. And now I get to speak to the person behind all of this, and I'm super excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited as well. Let's start this conversation in a funky way. Nina, tell me about the time you wanted to become a pilot one day, which I found very, very intriguing. But instead, you became a designer. Yes, a long time ago. But that's how it started. That's right. Both of my parents worked for an airline company and they I was lucky to see a lot of the world when at a very young age. And I guess this life of hopping around the world was very exciting to me at the time. And I felt like I needed to go that same path and I actually took the test but uh, I did fail because apparently my skills in three-dimensional thinking or mathematical skills were probably not at the point where they should have been and uh, uh, good for all of you out there sitting in an airplane I'm not flying it so that's good but already that uh, at that time I was guessing I might not make it and I was already looking into becoming a designer and so I was kind of starting both at the same time and once I failed to test the decision was made and I decided to really pursue the path of becoming a designer. Cool and uh, you worked as a designer both in, do I understand it correctly, in Frankfurt, in Berlin, how did it look like? I'm trained as a designer. I went to an art school to the University of the Arts in Bremen in the north of Germany to study design and got my diploma there. I did uh, take different internships in Milan and in New York to look into different ways of working. And eventually I landed an internship in Berlin at a magazine because I was also very interested in uh, visual language and photography and also in writing. Okay. So tell me, how did you and your co-founder Sven actually met? Like, how did the whole story with CC Berlin kicked off? Well, we met at work, basically. We met at a project we were both interested in. It was a newspaper project for Fashion Week Berlin at the time that I became aware of and joined the crew there. Sven was already there. He was working there as a graphic designer, was also taking care of the events, and I joined the editorial team and... Well, we started a conversation, I guess, and that's how eventually we became business partners. 
But your conversation was that you were really into like what's happening in Berlin, right? You were really getting along on like latest cultural events, where to go, where to eat. Yes, I guess we took lunch breaks together and then maybe I was asking, have you heard about that cafe? And he was asking, no, but have you heard about that bar? And so we kind of battled a little bit about uh, our latest finds in the city and shared a passion, apparently. Okay. And... It all started with a newsletter that a lot of Berliners know and love. But the first newsletter you launched was to your friend circle. Why did you felt that you wanted to put your interest of discovering the city into something such as newsletter that is uh, shared with your friends? Why this idea came to mind and why you felt this was the right medium to share those news and to communicate? Well, one, it was free kind of free. I mean, you didn't have to program a website. You could use an existing service out there, of course, with a little bit of budget, but basically it was very simple to do it and um, a good way to reach people. It was a little bit trending at the time, but uh, I felt we were a little bit ahead of the curve. So it was digital and practical and quite cheap and doable. Okay. And How long was it when you were just doing it for a circle of friends and how did the newsletter started to grow? Why do you think it started to reach outside of your friend circle? That's a good question. We did it actually for a couple of years, maybe three years before maybe there was some more interest, let's say a commercial interest or someone inquired if they could maybe book a sponsored post or became of a bigger interest maybe. I guess everyone is a multiplicator these days. So if you have 200 friends, they tell their friends. And so it evolved just really through the people, through the community. We didn't do any advertisement, no promotion, was just very organically. But we were also, I guess, patient. We didn't have specific expectation and there was also no business plan. So we just watched it grow. And also we were pretty busy with other stuff as well um, on the side to make money because this was just a side hustle. So we gave ourselves, I guess, a lot of time to see what was happening and uh, was kind of fun to see that it actually did grow fast, quickly. Okay. And tell me, like, how did you realize that you want to do it full time then and together? I guess we were approached by somebody who asked us to create a magazine and then we started to do an actual project, like a paid project, and then we started to hire a project manager and we shared the costs for that project manager because we were still both kind of working individually. And so we did that and uh, realized that once you make money, but you don't really work together uh, in a financial way, that's also a bit complicated. And it also didn't make a lot of sense since we realized if we put together what we already do, we have a lot more to offer. Okay, I like that approach. And I mean, that comes to my also next question about you as co-founders and your strengths and weaknesses, because I mean, I both know you and Sven. And for me, it's fascinating how different you both are. And at the same time, you see the success of CC and you see how long it's been out there, how many people know it. So there is definitely a very strong founder bond that you found And a lot of people ask, so what is it? Because all the founders out there looking for co-founders, they wish to have such a bond. They wish to find the right person. And so many people fail because maybe it's not a personal match. Maybe there's a competition. Maybe there's a misunderstanding. But when it comes to your founder relationship, 
first of all, like, what is the secret sauce of its longevity? Let's start with that. Yeah, the secret sauce, I think, is the time we live in, the place we live in. It's just the fun that Berlin also brings all the people here. I think that's the magic, maybe. I don't know if it would have happened somewhere else. At the time, there's so much happening here. There's so many interesting people moving from all over the world to Berlin. Make things happen. I think CC just started because the city is exciting due to thanks to other people as well. But Svenny me, yeah, if you're looking for two people in this world that are very different, you'll find us. Um, and I guess that's good. Although, I mean, you can think about, is it better to find someone who's very similar to you? Or you find someone who's The opposite. I think there's advantages and disadvantages in both. But what's good is that we have completely different perspectives sometimes. Of course, there's also friction because maybe you don't always agree, but we are very good in finding compromises. So we do have to fight sometimes about how things can be done, should be done, but we can always find compromise. So I think that's the good part. And so we didn't have a strategy. We didn't have a business plan. I didn't fully make up my mind to say, well, that is the person I want to start my business with. We just started it. We did it. We didn't really think it through to the very end, to be honest. And then we just kept going. And once you keep me going, I just, you know, I can march a really long way. And I think you also have to work on every relationship. So, of course, that's what we do, too. And I think there's yeah, these two perspectives that we can offer um, onto something and that brings more variety into a project, I guess. And um, it allows us both to grow as well. We can learn from each other, hopefully. I know, I love this. And if we speak about those strengths and weaknesses, I mean, where do you focus more and where does Sven, what parts of the business Sven takes care of? Like, how do you divide and conquer? So in the beginning, I think we did so many things together almost everything we did everything together like all the decisions and we were involved in the projects together all the time so this was it took a lot of time um, that's one thing that at some point we couldn't manage to do that anymore because we had too much to do and of course it's not very good for your business if two people are tackling the same thing so we realized also we have to create our own fields and separate the projects and give each other much more freedom to make decisions but The good part is that I think we really understand how we think. So even though Sven is maybe not involved, I would understand what how he would look onto a certain aspect of a project. And so nowadays, I guess we there's always a little bit of like a Sven in my decisions. And I'm sure there's a lot of Nina also in Sven's decision because we know how we work. And we still on crucial topics and important things in the business development, um, we get along very well and um, have a lot of, yeah, we share, I think, the same ideas in, in many aspects. What many people do not know is that it's all started, first of all, there was the CC newsletter. Then there were other, it became a media platform. I remember you were saying in one of your interviews that at the beginning, the website was, it was not, it didn't have the archive. It was a very simple website where you would just like sign up for the newsletter, I guess. And then you've launched other media platforms, the social channels, and you also introduced the agency. What was the time and why did you felt like you wanted also to start the creative agency alongside this? So the creative agency really evolved out of one single project. And then we merged 
basically our ongoing businesses that we were doing at the time. And basically we didn't make any money from our CC channels from the newsletter or very minimal money, I would say, and that we put back into the project. So this was not something we could live off. We had to work for the money and that's what we still do. And of course, in the creative agency, we work with clients and we create visibility for their projects and brands and in CC on our channels, in the newsletter and also on Instagram and TikTok, we also create visibility for cool people out there and their projects. So there's a lot of similarities in what we do here and there. But we make most of the money with the creative agency. And let's say in during two years of Corona pandemic situation, there was zero euros coming into our channels, but we still kept doing what we were doing. And we did finance it through the agency. And of course, we also make a little bit of money through our channels, but we never explored the path of becoming very, very commercial because that seemed not very attractive to us or the readers. So the agency is our daily work. And of course, the channel is also daily work at the moment. We have, meanwhile, grown into a team of 30 people. 30, wow. <laughs> Both the platform and then the agency, right? That's right. Wow, that's a big team. I know a couple of people. <laughs> that's really exciting. But, you know, when it comes back, if we talk about the newsletter, like, why do you think it is so successful for Berliners and visitors alike to tap into the newsletters? I mean, and also your social channels. I think the Instagram is also extremely popular when it comes to discovering things. Why does it resonate with people this much? Like, is it the branding? Is it the how you pick and create the content? Is it the topics? Because... If I know people, they always say, oh, this is, we heard about this event or we're going there because this was recommended by CC. I think we put a lot of love and dedication into it. So hopefully that's also one of the reasons why it is popular and successful out there. We do, let's say, take a lot of photos ourselves. We put a lot of effort into editing the photos in a way that looks very appealing. And we do try to test everything of course you cannot test an event before it actually happened but all the other things we go there we test it we talk to the people and we try to give our own perspective so we do not copy paste any content from press releases we go there we check it out so i, I hope that creates an authentic and real feel and makes people so yeah, you put a lot of effort. I mean, that means that you have to investigate and that means you have to go, you have to meet the people behind it. And that's probably one of the main decision makers for you. And I think it also written somewhere that you work with brands when it comes to content and brands, you like to work with good people. And that comes first for you. But it's a lot of effort, right? Getting to know the venue, getting to know the people behind it, experiencing it. And only after you can recommend it. That's a, a very time-consuming, right, effort at the same time. It is time-consuming. And luckily now we have a great uh, content creation team. We have very talented in-house photographers and writers and also some external spies, of course, um, that uh, deliver us some tips, um, friends of mine. But also, of course, we have our community and they're also part of the uh, whole thing. They send us their tips, they contribute to, they spread the news as well. But of course, yeah, that's time consuming. And that's why we also, we maybe let's put it that way. Of course, we always try to spread the news quickly. 
but we'd rather take a little bit more time to really test it than talk about something that we haven't actually experienced. Mm -hmm. And the branding haven't really changed, right, much since 2011. That's also been very consistent. Yeah, that's consistency is key. That's really, CC is a lot about consistency and curation. And yeah, we still really like the brand that we have created. And I guess that's also, yeah, that's also our job in the agency. We create brandings and identities for companies and uh, hopefully create a long-lasting style. It has been adapted, like facelifted during the years a little bit, but not as much that you would not recognize the brand anymore. So we try to do tweaks here and there. But that's also the fun part, I guess, for us that we have created a brand. So CC is a is a brand like brands we do for our clients. And so we have very specific photography style and image language and color set. And all of this um, has been created to create this hopefully happy and positive vibe because that's what we want to do. We give, We want to give a room for interesting topics. And because we are not like food critics, for example, we we don't spread news about things that are not going well if we do not like something then maybe we give people more time to explore it in a different way and we give our attention and room to things that we really like because we want to empower people and support good stuff out there i like this i like this mindset and i mean i'm curious about the external spice part <laughs> i was like where is the application for that because that sounds like a fun job to have but tell me i mean there is a sense of like certain community that you have, but do you feel that you still struggle to capture other part of community of residents of Berlin that you wish that were reading and listening to you? Or is it a very diverse age group you have? Or you're still seeing some kind of, con you know, do you still feel that it's between maybe 25, 35 and you wish that you also had someone's in their 60s reading and following the recommendations? I believe we do have people in their 60s I love it. <laughs> that, that follow us. And I do believe we have also readers that are 16. I'm mostly I'm proud that we have a lot of Berliners reading us. So it's not just people that moved here, but people that grew up in Berlin and still love to follow us. And I think that's really cool. And in terms of age groups, everyone is invited. CC has always been open to everyone. We don't want to exclude anyone. So whoever likes it, please read it, follow us. And if you don't, then don't. That's fine. Fair enough. And speaking of Berlin, I mean, working here and creating this content, uh, which is so focused on the cultural scenery of Berlin, how you, Nina, yourself seen the Berlin changing through those years? Like, what are the maybe things that you are surprised or aware of or even uh, love seeing the change that you've seen in the last decade? I have to say the downside is I'm very hard to surprise because Berlin, I've seen so many things happening here, uh, crazy things happening here. Um, it, Maybe it, it became less crazy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's getting harder to surprise me, probably. I mean, when Sven and I moved here, not that we moved exactly at the same time here, but I think there were lots of, there was lots of free space. Now there's a little bit less, but there's still, compared to other big cities in the world, I guess there's still a lot of room in different ways, room to explore and um, rooms to move into. But of course, when we came here, I mean, every day you just walk down the street and you see an empty shop and the next week something was popping up there. So it was so, so easy to find good content. You just had to leave the house, basically. I see. And what do you think the city is becoming? The city is becoming much more international, which I really like. 
of course, it's also becoming more, say, gentrified or like full or, yeah, but of course, it's also becoming more diverse and it's becoming more successful. It's becoming also more expensive. There's ups and downs to all of this. But I, what I really like is that's, that there's so many interesting people from all around the world coming here and adding their flavor uh, to the city. And that makes Berlin still a very interesting place. I totally agree with you. And I had so many guests on the show that reflect with it, that lived here for 20 years or more or less, and they see the developments and they have this a bit of a the zeitgeist um, of how things are changing. It is interesting because that's part of your core job, right, of facing those changes, monitoring them and also introducing. And I think what I love is that you're not only curating when it comes to events and your um, CC, the media platform, you all not only curate the content, but you curate the atmosphere, the sense what the city is about to people. So you have a responsibility to showcase the the nature and the feeling of the city through your content. That, And I think that's a huge responsibility in a way. I don't really feel it so much. That's good. So I can have a good sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like we have a lot of room to bring in the things we love. That's what we do. It's very subjective in a way because we really think about things we like and then we believe other people would be interested too. But of course, especially in terms of culture, we do feel that we want to reflect different scenes as well, different areas in Berlin as well. That's also something that we really try to also capture not just one district but go across town and there's so many exciting cultural hubs and um, artists doing amazing things here and of course we want to shine a light and we want to bring attention to what they do and that's sometimes hard because there's so much happening at the same time we can't really give the spot and the attention to everyone but since we have also multiple channels now with Instagram and TikTok there's also more room now for showing, showcasing work from interesting people. And speaking of that, so for instance, I mean, I know that a lot of listeners, they are founders of a lot of our tech businesses, but many are also working on consumer and lifestyle products. I think some even own maybe little um, shops or even like canteen or coffee places in Berlin. How do they get your attention? I guess if they do a really good job, we would probably notice um, because also there's, I mean, since we have 30 people in the team and everyone is also a CC channels contributor, everybody of our team is sending tips and um, watching out for interesting stuff. Of course, they can also approach us. That's not forbidden. They can DM us on Instagram. They can send us an email to input at cc.cc. And in the end, I think... We notice, we do a lot of research too. Um, I mean, it's not just walking around town all day, but of course uh, doing our own research. And there's also always nice people who recommend other people. So that's what we really like. If somebody sends us an email saying, hey, I discovered this cool cafe in my neighborhood and they're doing the best carrot cake, you should check it out. So if you have something that you really love, please share it and support someone else's business. I love that. And when it comes to your agency, I mean, work, what have you seen been like working very well? Because you're doing this creative consulting and you work with both brand development, but also design and events. What are some of the things that you've seen very consistent with your clients that 
really work very well with communities, with audiences? And what are some maybe no-goes that you do not introduce, you do not suggest to your clients? So I would say the clients that we have are very different. We're not specialized in one industry. I think people find us because they like the design language that we have and that maybe we don't just think in a certain application. We think in the outcome, we want to approach our clients' projects very holistically. And meaning, let's say there's a digital platform, for example, or um, a tech company, then maybe what they need is also visibility in the real physical space so we can also let's say create a pop-up event with them together or recommend them to engage with the audience in real life so and then this is something we can do and we could maybe even connect them with our cc audience the people that are here so that's an advantage for brands that we work with here in berlin but of course we have international clients that are completely separate from this idea I think it's also consistency in the end. If you want to create a strong brand and you want to create awareness out there, you want to get seen and noticed and be successful, then you have to have a strong identity and yeah, present yourself consistently across all channels. And I think this is something that we're very good at to look at a brand from different perspectives. And since we have the design team and we have a content team, we can create a strong identity for brands. I love that. That's beautiful. And as you said, you're leveraging the community you have, and that's also something that you offer, but then you're taking the learnings. And what I fascinated is that you've built CC World with all the love and heart, and that shows to be and consistency, as you said, and that shows the success of it. And I think working with brands, you can, if someone probably approaches you and said, hey, we need a quick win, you can push back and say, actually, this is what we think will be more sustainable. This is something that will play on the long run because you need to put the law for your community, the visibility for your audience, the communication. And a lot of brands today, they try to leverage right social marketing to build those communities because they understand the importance and the strength of it versus something very short term. And I think that's a fascinating that you bring this real life example into your also agency work as you communicate with clients. Do you have some clients that you can work recently that you can share on the on the show that people might not know that you're behind it, the branding or I mean one of our Lieblings cases, one of our favorite cases is definitely Miles, the mobility company. You probably have seen it if you live in Berlin. Those uh, black cars uh, or white cars with, or with our branding or silver. Yeah, that's right. So here we created the whole identity, um, not just the logo, but we created the whole visual appeal of the, the brand. And we created the idea of Miles being your companion and not just a practical service, but a lifestyle brand that you like to choose over maybe a competitor because it's more fun and um, that's what it should be. You should travel across town because you want to go maybe to an exciting event or uh, a nice meeting. And so that's, I think, a very good case that speaks for the things that we do at CC Creative. We look at the brand and we see how can we improve maybe uh, the, yeah, at that time it was, uh, we did a, it was a renaming and a redesign and a complete change in the whole approach of the brand. And so also the claims and the wording 
was created by us, so that's a really fun project. Okay, and escape for the weekend, exactly. or uh, like car sharing, just bigger. <laughs> exactly. So this, these were ideas that came from us, and um, that's still a, a fun project for us to see in the city every day, basically. Funnily enough, I just used it yesterday to transport a huge Trelitzer plant. It was so big, and we were lucky to find miles because there people are fighting for those bigger transporter cars. <laughs> so regular user know that. And it's interesting that you see those brands, they're beautiful, but I didn't know that you were standing behind it. Do you have usually some kind of visibility where people can find all the brands that you work on? Because you don't necessarily say, you know, like, done by Nina and Sven, you know. <laughs> and our fantastic team, of course. Yes. So we, we have a website for CC Creative where you can find some cases we are working on our new website at the moment, which will be a bit more exciting and yeah, is currently in development. So hopefully launching soon. So check back. You can also find us, of course, on CC Creative Instagram as well. We haven't been super active because we were too busy working on our clients' projects, but we have to work on our the marketing for our agency. And that's also a goal for this year to create more visibility for all the cases and the work we do in our agency and maybe a few words more about on our work here so we cc creative that has three c's i mean with cc it's all about the letter c of course um so really like that so it's cc is our challenge and cc creative the agency and we say we are curious challenging and creative that's uh, the values basically that um, stand for for our agency. So we try to look into new ways, how to do things. We like to challenge our clients and to get new perspectives. We are very curious. That's why we do CC Berlin as well. We are out and about town all the time. And so, yeah. But tell me about, I mean, what advice you would give to other entrepreneurs who, you know, because you, you gave already recommendation to people who want to get uh, visibility or to work with you or to get on the newsletter or social channels of CC. But what about those founders, entrepreneurs, and especially I think in Berlin, there are a lot of people who have side projects, who have passion projects. What would be your tip when it comes to building a successful media company or an agency to those people who are having this in the back of their minds? It will take longer than you think. That's it. But I everybody mean, wants it quick, right? Yeah, we all, we are, so I'm very impatient for sure. And we all want things to happen so fast, but it takes much longer than you would expect. But uh, you have to keep going. And if you can't make it full time the beginning, you have to do it on the side. But yeah, don't give up too fast. Things take longer. You are fast, but the other people around you, until they notice you, okay, that takes time. But until... They, you know, approach you. That's another question. So until they take you, they see you as a potential partner and they would, you know, work with you. So I think that's the next step. So you just don't have to give up so quickly. Did you, do you have lots of challenges in the CC journey? I mean, this is over 10 years, right? Did you have situations where you felt like you wanted to stop or not do this or you were upset? I think the challenges are there all the time every day is a challenge and so you just have to figure it out and just accept that there's challenges all the time i mean sometimes maybe you know you're like oh now there could be another job coming in but then you have a lot to do and then you need people you need to find people quickly who can help you with all the work so that there's this situation for sure and um, i mean we just went through two years of a pandemic situation it was also not um, the most easy situation for a lot of companies out there so I think you just have to understand it There's have a, the, the only way out is through 
you just have to do it. And sometimes you just have to ask other people to help or ask questions. Oh, how did you solve that? Or have you encountered this? I mean, there's so many people and it's also about networking and communication. And um, so don't be shy to ask for help or support from other people. But in the end, of course, the biggest challenge that Sven and me were facing, I guess, was that we started with zero euros. We have no investors and we also didn't have any like big amount of money that we had already yeah, on our bank accounts through other jobs before or from our family. So we basically had to make money, take the money and go the next step, make more money, take the next step. So that's also, um, you cannot make a big leap if you, you know, if you don't, you cannot rent a huge studio if you don't have uh, the money. You all, you have to work for it. We had to work for it. And so that, that I think is a, a challenge um, to see what can we afford now? Can we afford to buy a printer? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> I like those decisions. But, you know, I love also this approach because it also makes it way more sustainable and you have to think long term because a lot of people, and I mean, we see it in the tech scene a lot. People get very, you know, big tickets when it comes to investing. And then you see this intense growth for two years and then the startups fail or they run out of the cash runway, or there other things happen. And by doing those smaller steps, you created something sustainable. And you had to solve it step by step, but you had to prove yourself that you are committed to it, you're consistent, you're loyal to it. And I guess that's also what your clients and community could feel through the work you were doing. Yeah, 100%. But you also have the self-esteem. You build up yourself too, step by step, because you know you can make it. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have an investor. It's great. But also, we are 100% free. We can make all the decisions. So there's, again, ups and downs to all of this. But really, if you go step by step, you also know what you're capable of. And I would say that even if we would have gotten a real big job at some point, maybe you wouldn't have been able to do it because we didn't have the experience. We didn't have maybe the team, the skill team. And now we have a highly skilled team, very diverse characters and so many talents in our team and with them we can make it all happen. So now we're at a stage where we can really work for big clients and long-lasting projects as well, but we had to get there over time and now we are there and we know it. That's a very big difference. That's also maybe a more personal question, but how does your character and personality has evolved through those 10 years? Because there's a lot of things that challenge your ego, that challenge the personality, that challenge the long nights, so on and so forth. Like, are you stronger than ever? Yes. <laughs> or are you calmer? Or you take things a little bit easier? All of this. I'm stronger, I'm calmer, and I take things more easily. And that's also what you have to learn. That's what I mean. The challenges are there all the time. If you freak out, you will just realize that will be the next challenge. It will be different. And that's just what's going to happen. You have to face it. Life or work life is challenging, but that's also the fun part, I guess. It never gets boring. That's true. Where do you get the inspiration creativity? Where do you have the moments where you feel like you potentially have a creative block? And I mean, you have to work creatively as a designer, as a is now like a creative director of the agency. So where do you get those points of inspiration whenever you feel that the creativity is blocked or it's not there? Best part is that we have 
a selection of places to go in our own <laughs> channels. So I kind of pre-select my own um, program of culture and the arts. And I love to go to exhibitions and museums and get inspired by art. That's one thing. And yeah, I guess just be open-minded and curious. So there's so much inspiration around me in Berlin. So many inspiring people. I think there's no lack of this. And we also have now in our new CC studio, we also shared with a collective. It's also very inspiring to meet new people here that are developers and designers and creative minds of all kind. And that coming together with new people is very refreshing, I think. Yes, and speaking of that, there's a couple of projects that are launching or launched, and you already said that you want to focus on the agency development this year. What are other things that are happening this year on behalf of the CC brand? Yeah, it, I think it's a very exciting year for us because one is that uh, in the beginning of the year, we moved into a new space, which is just off the Jewish Museum in that area, and it happened to have a cafe and the owners happened to ask us if we wanted to maybe create a pop-up with them so that's what we're doing so that will be uh, the cc pop-up cafe that's big news for six months and then let's see how that goes so i'm very excited about us having an actual physical space where we can meet with the community and serve good coffee and coffee is also interesting because we have teamed up with someone who was running the previous Berlin coffee festival and uh, now we have I know that person yeah yes a shout out to Philip yes. um, <laughs> he's also the founder of uh, the communal coffee roastery which is a very interesting project and so now we are also co-founders of the coffee week Berlin supposed to happen in fall so um, we keep you posted on this so that's also big news and we're working on the next CC book of some of you might know we have released two books in the past um, about Berlin. And so maybe this time it's around Berlin. So working on that, that's exciting too. So yeah, lots of news. That's a lot of projects. It's actually how I discovered CC was through your, the only thing I don't remember if it was book one or book two, but I was uh, visiting for, I believe it was uh, just a couple of days somewhere in winter I believe it was very cold and then there was this book that was holding a little bit the somehow the windows that it didn't open or I don't know but it was it was also used for some kind of function and then I thought this looks very interesting very nice and especially I think it was like 2014 or something or 15 it looked very cool I liked how minimalistic it was I was like oh this is interesting and the first thing I, I remember the page I opened was the beautiful aura and I was so intrigued by the design and the scenery of Aura. And then you you recommended, you were like, this is a must place. And I visited it. And still it is today, like my favorite go-to place. And I talked to Nadine also, who is the founder of Michelberger Hotel about Aura. So it's like all things come into circle. So I'm curious when there will be book number three, maybe I could just randomly open it up and also do this like fortune telling on the first page. And this will be my next place like to go for the next five years. Let's see. That's a commitment. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> and also speaking of maybe uh, inspiration and other entrepreneurs, maybe to make a book wasn't the most, it's not a decision made to make major business success, but it brought us a lot of attention and people maybe who did not uh, subscribe to the newsletter at the time discovered us through the book. 
And so this was a project that kind of got us a lot of um, attention in a way or a new audience. And it was really not the decision that made the big point in your business plan, you know. So sometimes you also have to make decisions that just feel right, um, even though they don't maybe make sense financially because it's just fun to do them. And that's also, you know, you have to keep yourself motivated as well. And it's also a bit of a surprise sometimes how things turn out and where you get and how the dots are connected eventually. Absolutely. And I like that you um, you realized, I guess, there this physical aspect that's important to connect with the audience and whether it's events or whether it's the book. But it's something that um, I also keep in mind with the podcast. It's so digital. And when I did the two-year anniversary event, like I, I didn't really know what to expect because everything around the podcast has been digital and I launched it during the pandemic. So for me, I was not even sure how this will go, if, if this will be awkward or surprising or different. And you see how much people just love the aspect of being connected to the brand and feeling it and being the part of the community, seeing people. So I'm also excited for your pop-up cafe. I think this will really portray very well the community that you've built up and for them to feel even more connected. So thrilled to visit it, hopefully soon. So this brings me to my very last question, Nina. More questions to come over coffee at the pop-up cafe. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, but today for this episode, the very last question is uh, something that I ask all my guests because the podcast is called Women Authors of Achievement, where I'm highlighting those Uh, creative, unusual paths of women who are creators are of their own achievement. And Nina, you are one of them, right? You've created this incredible path and amazing story that you shared today. Is there a woman that comes to your mind that you would like to give a visibility to today? So one is that there's, I think, not a single woman that, I don't know, has been a role model or that has been on top of my head. But I have worked with a lot of women throughout my career. And I think there's a piece of every woman kind of that I met in my work life that uh, I find inspirational and um, that I learned something from. I, I took it into, I don't know, my ways of working. So there's definitely props to all the cool women and bosses that I had in the past. And of course, there's also all the women that work in the CC team now that I think are um, inspiring in their very own way and that um, bring ideas from the next generation also to my work life. And so I'm very grateful for this. And I have to say, there's so many interesting and inspiring people that I met here in this town and in my work life so far that I'm very grateful to meet them. And they're real people. And ideally, they all keep inspiring me. And um, so... There's not that one single person out there, but there's all these women. And I think it has been a really exciting time for female empowerment um, in the last years. And so, yeah, I agree with to that. I love it. Thank you for sharing it. And I hope the team from CC Creative and also the media platform will get to hear it. And kudos to all the amazing work. As you said, this is a power and work of many people involved. So I really love how you shared and shaped this answer. So, Nina, that's a wrap of our conversation. And, and I'm so excited that you've made it to the studio. We got to talk about the journey, the building behind it. And I think especially for me, my favorite part was just feeling and hearing the struggles, but also those ups and downs and hearing about the importance of patience and consistency. I think in today's world, people want to rush. They want to see things quickly. But on the other hand, there is the beauty of, you know, building things through a long term 
putting the love and heart into things and seeing how they appear step by step. And also I loved hearing how you were reinvesting, you know, the budgets you've got at the beginning slowly stepped in by step into the project and you saw how it was growing and how it was also giving fruits throughout this journey. So inspiring, very exciting, very CC, and I have lots of food for thought for today. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was really fun to have this conversation and uh, shout out to you and your achievement with this podcast. It's really nice being part of this selection now um, of women in this podcast. Thank you so much. And to all, everyone out there, I hope we all stay curious because I guess that's what it's all about. But stay curious. Don't remember this. Stay curious and proactive. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please don't forget to leave us a review. We're always excited to read them. If you want to interact with us, the guests, or the podcast listeners, then head over to our Instagram page at waa.berlin. And while you're there, make sure to check our webshop. Thank you again for listening, and we're looking forward to being back soon.